Okay, it's our last episode of the year. Oh my god. Episode number 16. 16. Our 16. Amazing. Holiday edition. <laughs> we need some jingle bells in the background. We could use some jingle bells. <laughs> uh, and everyone, don't worry. Jessica has done her nails for this particular episode. They're fresh. So if we get a little goofy, <laughs> it's because we're high from the fumes. It's a perfect time for them to dry. So we have one final push. Mm-hmm. One more week before we take our holiday break. Mm-hmm. It's like three days. It's a short week for it's sure. A short week. Which is very nice. Yeah. For some people, I personally hate short weeks. Uh, so with that in mind, let's tell the folks what you got going on this week. Mm-hmm. One last time. One last time. Okay. So as per usual, cooking Monday, Tuesday, cooking for my clients out in Langley. Also threw in some chiropractic and massage appointments because I decided to throw out my back at volleyball. Mm-hmm. So that is happening. And then on Wednesday, I'm doing a pretty little charcuterie for one of your clients. So I will deliver that to you to bring to them. A little charcuterie box. A charcuterie box, yeah. Yeah. As a little Merry Christmas. And then I'm going to start packing. And away we go. What's everyone eating this week, though? Oh, what's everyone eating? Okay. You guys need to understand that (laughs) Jessica went shopping today at Whole Foods and came back with an insane amount of meat that you would have to lift with your legs if you're going to pull them all out of the bag at the same time. It's not that bad, but because we, we football-sized you... chunks of meat okay. wrapped in Whole Foods paper. <laughs> well, when you think about it, we're feeding 15 people here. Yeah, 14 people. That's true. So there's that. I'm going to be doing a bit of a Tuscan chicken dish. I've got a beef and broccoli. Egg noodle stir fry. Yes, yeah, nice. And then I've also got uh, chicken souvlaki, so skewers. And then we've got one more thing I can't remember. Oh, it's called alu kima. Whoa. It's a Pakistani dish. Cool. It's like potatoes, ground beef, almost similar to curry seasonings with turmeric and stuff, but then not quite a curry. And it's got peas and carrots, and you all cook it all together, and it just slow simmers down. So it'll be really delicious, really flavorful, a lot of deep flavors, with basmati rice on the side. Speaking of curry, can we please talk about okay. the yeah. curry starter <laughs> that you gave me last week for my that was nice lunches? I didn't know that. So curry is like sourdough, where you have like. Well, a starting base. Well, in this particular case for you, it was because I had to kind of just give you all of the seasonings and the tomato paste together. You heard that Typically, right, folks. Tomato paste. Okay, okay. The dish doesn't normally use this. I believe it's just fresh chopped tomatoes, but we don't have time for that. So tomato paste it was. And then I just blended up the fresh garlic, ginger, and all the spices for you. Because typically you are to do that like in layers. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you had the time for that nor the equipment to do that. So I just gave you everything in a simple little starter. Mix in coconut milk 
into your veggies and away you go. A little starter with a little instruction sheet on yes, what to do. Yes, a little instruction sheet. That was nice. And, I and you say, did a great job. I will say that I had a phenomenal week of curry lunch mm-hmm. in my little four cup crock pot lunch warmer. <laughs> yeah. uh, the boys at work were jealous every day. That is the perfect dish for that little crock pot. Oh yeah, absolutely. To just throw in. Yep. Wow. It was a nice, that was a really nice week. So I know exactly what your clients are looking forward to. I guess every week they're just waiting for you to knock on their door to see what's in the bag. It's always delicious. (laughs) You taste everything every week that I make anyways. I'd like to get my hands on the, what is it, beef, broccoli, and egg noodles? Oh, the stir fry. Stir fry, yeah. broccoli, like it's a bit of egg noodle stir fry, yeah. That sounds nice. Okay. So I've got three more days at work um, this past week. So I haven't really spoken much about what project I'm working on right now. It is a structural (laughs) renovation, and we have taken over a project from the previous contractor. There was a sagging roof, which was sagging so much there were windows breaking because of the... Blowing up. (laughs) Yeah, blowing <laughs> like up. exploding. <laughs> because of the pressure created by the sagging roof. Anyways, when we got there, the plan was to just jack the roof up, add some more structure, and just patch everything back together. But it was one of those things where every single layer that I peeled away showed another problem, another issue another failure, call it whatever you want. The builders or carpenters that were in charge of this particular section of this particular house absolutely mailed it in and it failed <laughs> Sucks. completely. <It's> awful. <laughs> so we have had to remove windows, remove framing, remove structure, remove waterproof membranes. We're going to strip the roof this week Uh, It's a flat roof. Um, You're just going down to the bones. We are taking it down to the studs, basically. And so, and so, this past week, I bit the bullet. And this is because we realized that we had to strip the roof. And so, because we're stripping the roof, now it's like, okay, now it's time for proper, like, metal professionally done scaffolding Mm. with the shrink-wrapped roof and shrink-wrapped walls. So things don't get soaked. (laughs) So we are coming into the dead of winter here in in a mild and wet winter, nevertheless. And uh, so because we're opening up so much of the house, we had to spend a pretty penny to protect it, more so than we Mm. were planning. Um, I feel like whenever you set up a plan for a timeline or scope of work you are going to do it is always that times five with almost every single job you do that's pretty fair i mean the houses that we build or work on are not simple structures no they're not you know there's they're very great homes there's concrete components there's steel components there's wood components there's all of those materials have to live amongst each other and not fight each other which was 
exactly what was happening. Mm-hmm. The anyways, I won't get into the specifics. Needless to say, this week <laughs> we so we will be dry this week moving forward, which is nice. That's nice. But no, so this week I will be stripping a roof for three days, and then we're going to take a holiday break on site because mm-hmm. the family will be going away for the holidays. Mm-hmm. We'll all reconvene in January and sort of pick up where we left off. Well, but but <laughs> I can go home for the holidays and rest easy knowing that we have a properly scaffolded, protected mm-hmm. area and no amount of rainfall or random snowfalls will make the <laughs> affect the house. Will make the make it worse. the structure collapse. Because we had we had just some like temporary wood scaffolding built, which was enough for what we were doing mm-hmm. in like little isolated areas. But since this scope of work grew to the size that it did, it would just became more cost effective to Yeah. And more proper to do like a proper metal scaffolding encompassing the entire area of the house. Yeah, because we had some days where rain was coming down sideways. I remember calling you and just being like, it is awful outside. And you're like, yeah, try working with an exposed (laughs) home. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, those rain, (laughs) those big atmospheric rivers are especially sensitive for me because I, I have to try to keep yeah. Houses dry. Yeah, and I complain just going from yeah. my house to the car with bags <laughs> of food. <laughs> and you you're can, like, sure. You can turn your windshields on to the next level. Yeah. I just have to sit in my raincoat and You need a bigger garbage bag. Yeah. Yeah. Garbage bag raincoat. So that's our that's sort of how we're gonna finish the year. We're gonna finish strong. We're gonna stay focused and we're just gonna get through the next three days. Yeah. We're gonna pack. We're gonna, oh yeah, I have to pack somewhere in there. Yeah, we gotta schedule it. We gotta <laughs> properly manage our laundry facilities. Oh. Pack, get to the airport for Thursday morning, early, early. Five a.m. What's that time you said? Five a.m. is when we have to be there. Oh. I've got our parking situation sorted. Yeah, you did a good um, job with that. So we're pretty much we're there. We're ready to go. We mm-hmm. just gotta get through the next three days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be such a whirlwind. It may be. It always is. It may be. It always is before we have to fly anywhere or end of holiday. It's just crazy. I, If I had to bet, I would say, so on Wednesday night, I'm going to stay at your place. Mm -hmm. I bet you I won't get to your place until 9.30 or 10. Yeah, I won't be ready for you until then, yeah. anyways. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm just... gonna have to clean up from the whole week, and yeah, that's just how it know. goes. Yeah, it'll be so worth it though to come home, like come back to BC after the holidays, and be able yeah. to come into a clean space and not yeah the mess from for sure from the the week previous before. week. Yeah. yeah, so I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'll see you. I'll see you at eleven on Wednesday. I'll see. Yeah. I might be sleeping. Don't wake me up. Yeah. Okay, so about last night, oh, a, one, yeah. a one-time segment called About Last Night. So we had a quick friends miss? What a time. <laughs> yeah, we'll call it a friends miss. The uh, yeah. the newly coined six-pack got together Yeah. last night, which was fun. Uh, and we had ourselves a little bit of a fondue night. Mm-hmm. My first, first time. My first fondue night, for sure. Yeah, mine too. Um, 
I'm going to reserve comments on how I enjoyed the fondue until we get into the night. But I will say that you did a fabulous job <laughs> decorating this space for for the evening. For the- specifically the Christmas tree <laughs> shaped napkins. Oh, you helped me with those. Which presented nicely, but were much more finicky than yes. I would have thought, as is anything or any idea that comes from Pinterest. Yeah. They always look good. They were cute. They were cute. Yeah. They always look cool, but they are always, always a pain in the butt. Yeah, but only had six to do. Okay, so fondue, for those of you who haven't done it, we had two different types of fondue, I guess. We had a cheese fondue Mm -hmm. bowl, and Mm -hmm. we had an oil fondue bowl. And I don't know if these are called fondue bowls or not. We had two setups. One was electric, which was cool. One was fired (laughs) Fired. oil heat source that just about burned the place down. (laughs) I have to believe it was. I have to believe it was the wrong kind of fuel. Xavier said it was the wrong one. Because someone somebody told me that you're meant to use alcohol fuel for a fondue, and it burns really light and. You can also get ones that gauge, like, you can control how hot they get. There's, like, a little lever you can change. But that one was just full-on heat. The reason I know about the alcohol fuel is because one of the guys at work, he does fondue, and he said, (laughs) you got to be really careful with the alcohol fuel because one time they spilled theirs, Mm, and it burns so low that... Their fuel spilled onto the floor, and the floor, like, it was like a spreading fire, but it was like a blue glow. Yeah, yeah, right. Which would have been... That blue flame means it's really hot, I think. could be, yeah. It's, like, hotter than... Well, the flame that we had... So, we had... um, uh, Xavier and Laura brought this metal stand with a a round can of fuel, and that, within five minutes, the... Metal stand. It was a was, gel. Um, it gel. was a gel fuel, but yeah. the stand itself was like no joke. It was red, red hot. hot. Yeah. And so that was a, a telltale a red, sign uh, that we we'll call that a red flag. So yeah. we uh, made an executive decision to just <laughs> shut that one down, <laughs> move it to the stove, <laughs> and then, uh, we heated the cheese up on the stove, which which was a good idea. And then our adjustment to that was also quite smart. Tea lights as a team. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> So we just heated, to keep it warm after. Yeah, heated the cheese up and melted it on the stove. Brought it over, put it back on the stand, and put tea lights under it just to keep it warm. Just to keep it warm, yeah. And that worked. That worked pretty well. Yeah. It, I think Xavier really liked it because he ate about seventy <laughs> percent of the cheese. Loves that cheese. He loves the cheese. <laughs> and then on the other side of the table, we had the electric setup with the cooking oil. And I didn't know this, but you dip meat into this oil. Yeah. And the meat cooks. You just like deep fry it, essentially. You're deep frying meat. Yeah. And veggies. And um, so we had, what did we have? Cauliflower, peppers, mushrooms. Broccoli. Broccoli. And we had chicken. We had vegan sausage. The vegan sausage was off the charts good. It was yummy. Yeah. I actually think that that was my favorite part of the night, although I'll never publicly the admit that. Vegan? 
Well, it's your first time really trying that. We don't really eat that. Fondue? No, like vegan. Oh, like vegan Beyond sausage. Stuff. Yeah. No, yeah, no. So that was yummy. So my only thing about the fondue, if we're going to be real, is I now know that if I'm going to a fondue night to eat before I go. And then it's a just, very slowly paced. And then just cook. treat the fondue food as like your, supplementary post meal snack. Yeah. <laughs> supplementary sustenance, we'll call yeah. it. Okay, so hold on. I'm gonna stop you right there because that particular fondue pot was only made for four people. We had six people. So I think if we had another pot like that and we kind of split the table, we each got a pot of oil for like three people. I think it would have been awesome. I think it, we would have had enough food for us. We could have like cooked all of our food as we wanted mm-hmm. and not shared one pot between six. Because you also have to remember every time you add cold food, the oil will cool. Then it has to reheat. So if it's only for four people, then you have six people eating and we're all putting our stuff in there. It's like you're constantly just waiting for the oil to heat up again. So, right, so I we- think we could do that again, but with two fondue pots. And then that would be cool. I'm in. I'm down yeah. to try it. I am great going idea to, for I'm us going to, to eat try. before we do that, though. Like <laughs> sure. I've already made up my mind about that. Okay, I think that was a great first experience for us too, because we have never done that before. I just think the fondue style of like the setting. I just think mm-hmm. that's more of a social way to eat as opposed to yeah, for sure. nourishing. Yes. Way to eat, you're not right? going to get a whole bowl of food and like at one time. No, you're, you're not. You're getting no, like a couple peppers. Yeah, you're not. Or like, a couple pieces of broccoli. You're not dipping an entire stir fry into this oil and then pulling it out and eating a plate full of food. Correct. You're doing one chunk of broccoli. Yeah. One mushroom, one piece of chicken at a time. Yeah, right. So I guess maybe there's one advantage because your it slows your eating down so your stomach and your brain connect <laughs> kind of better. but then you just eat the cheese and the bread on the side not if <laughs> while you're, you're waiting <laughs> not if you're beside xavier uh, yeah no, slapping hands depending, away on, depending on who's invited there may or may not be cheese left over my point is though that if i if i have a plate of delicious food in front of me mm-hmm. i finish that whole plate in maybe seconds before i know that i'm full yeah, that's right. something that... But fondue, because you're eating smaller amounts over more over time, time mm-hmm. you realize that you've had enough Yeah. before you've had too much. True. So that was fun. And then I will just say one more thing about the decorations. You <laughs> definitely... <laughs> oh, jeez. You definitely took control of the Christmas decorations here. Yeah. Because the fondue night was at my place. You have this ability in the kitchen. (laughs) So you're one of those people that can look in a kitchen. There could be nothing in it. And you'll somehow make a delicious meal made of (laughs) leftovers and unwanted discarded foods. Yes. It's a skill that you definitely have. Right. Turns out you can also do the same thing (laughs) with Christmas decorations. Okay. Let me tell you guys... What was created <laughs> last night? It's so simple. Along anyone with, could do it. Along with the garland and the pine cones on string and all of that sort of thing, and the 
the LED Christmas lights on the windowsill and on the mantle. <laughs> Jessica shows up with these little teeny tiny plastic Christmas trees. Yeah. Like, I'm talking they're only six inches tall and they're skinny. Yeah, six or seven inches tall. But they're like the... Um, what are they called? I can't remember the name of them now. But they're they're like... Plastic, but not a hard plastic. It's almost like it's a bunch of garland made out of the tree. Yeah. 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 And it's like spray painted. It looks like there's icing sugar on it. There's snow. There's sparkles. And so she had those. And then she had these random glass jars with lids. Yeah. And then she had strings of little teeny weeny LED Christmas lights. Yeah. And before you know it, the Christmas tree was in the jar and the lights were wrapped around the tree in the jar and boom, boom you got decoration. yourself this f- looked like a $50 piece of Christmas decoration. Mm-hmm. And I think we forgot, did we forget to turn them on last we night? We did, yeah. Brutal. After all of that, Brutal. <laughs> to make two trips to the store because the first set of lights I bought were broken. Yeah. Then I went back, got the good ones. So now we're going to have to turn them on tonight. But yeah, when everybody got here, I was so excited doing everything else that I forgot to turn them on. But um, yeah, I just made them out of glass jars that I was going to donate. I was like, before I donate this, maybe I could find something, some way to use them. So I just put them in the in the bag of decorations that I brought over here. I was like, maybe we'll find something. <laughs> And there we go. So my only real contribution was I looked at the assembly (laughs) of the glass and tree and lights. And I thought to myself, how can I make this more structurally sound Mm -hmm. so that nothing's flopping around? Mm -hmm. And at first I was thinking, okay, silicone. We're going to silicone the tree to the glass. Then we're going to silicone the switch for the lights to the underside of the lid. You can't even see it. Blah, blah, blah. I didn't have silicone. No. Nor was I in a place where I could just go get silicone. silicone. But what we did have was a hot glue gun. So we ended up hot gluing the tree to the jar and the light to the lid. And now those will be one forever. Forever, yeah. They will go in the Christmas decoration box for the end of time as a unit. Yeah, yeah. sure okay so enough about the decorations one more thing about last night our six-pack christmas festivus party Mm -hmm. we played this game last night oh so good and i'm not gonna lie when the game (laughs) came out i thought to myself what the heck is this yeah it's called Well, the name threw me off for sure yeah and i'm not even a hundred percent sure what the name is it was something to the effect of secret hitler yeah or finding hitler yeah um i don't think it necessarily has to be hitler and fascism related like that's well that is a theme that does work (laughs) yeah but i think there are alternative themes that may be a little bit more (laughs) sensitive oh culturally sensitive uh in these Perhaps difficult times. times of the world where everyone is... Needless to say, sensitive. it is a game of um, secrecy and deception. 
And the the idea politics in a nutshell. Politics in a nutshell. The mm-hmm. idea is that there are fascist cards and liberal cards. Everybody, when you pass out an envelope, and everybody secretly opens the envelope to find out if they are a liberal or a fascist. Oh, yeah. You don't necessarily share that with the with, whole table. No. The fascists know who they are. Mm-hmm. The liberals do not. Right. And the idea is that you play either a fascist card or a liberal card and you have to get five liberals or five fascist cards down in a row in order for the liberals or the fascists anyways you have to get your policies through you have to so push liberal your policies or fascist through. policies through there. but at the same time you have to try to guess yeah. what somebody's political preference is in the game yes. and either align with them or eliminate them yeah and but you don't want to eliminate the wrong person it anyways the game is not as political as it sounds it's actually quite no. simple once you get to know the game yeah but just a ton a ton of laughs and yeah we laughed a lot and we were really... arguing a lot and everybody was like taking every single hint or thing we said as like a was that a fascist move or yeah was so that, we were yeah. all knit, like kind of pulling apart things that people were saying or their moves they would make yeah what was that hiccup was, was that really hiccup assigned to the other fa- <laughs> was that something you guys discussed quite that, fascist like, of you very fascist sounding hiccup yeah things like that is that a is that a decoy play yeah are you a fascist you were all on the decoy plays there but then there's a point in the game where it's probably too late to play decoy which would be too risky mm-hmm. it was fun it was fun it was fun yeah it was a lot of fun we played a lot of rounds of that i feel like we did and speaking of that i actually learned something about our friends what <laughs> our friends think that I don't like <laughs> hanging out with them. And I didn't know no, they, that. They think you just always want to go home. <laughs> I don't know where that came from or where that comes from because I thoroughly enjoy all of their company. Yeah. I don't I don't truly understand why they would get the impression that <laughs> I, I always you, just want to leave. Because you just don't want to stay out late. So you want to go home. But I feel like that's more me than you. It is more you than me. But I somehow I wear I don't know it. How that, because you're more vocal about it. That's why. Because I'm trying to take the you heat vocalize from you. That you're, like, I'm falling on the sword is what I'm doing. You are falling on the sword. But also if there's anything that you don't like, you just you say it. Or something that maybe you don't agree with. Or something you don't want to do. You're just like, you will say it out loud. Whereas everyone's like, okay, I don't we'll know. just see how everyone feels. I don't know about that. Okay. I play along with things that I don't necessarily want to do. Okay. Yeah. Next time. That's a shocking accusation to I make. I don't without... think it's shocking. You're quite vocal in how you feel, which is totally fine. And and perhaps if we have late nights or we have a plan to do something late, you'll be like, whoa, you'll say something about it. So maybe that's where they got you don't want to hang out with them. Well, but it's not that you don't want to hang out. You just don't want to be all night. I suppose. <laughs> um, so the, it turns out, so we played 
a few series of this game and then I suggested we play one more mm-hmm. and that's where it came yeah. out everyone was surprised. Who said that Laura? Did Laura say I it? I think initially? Laura and Alana were both like oh Kelly you want to play again? <laughs> I figured you wanted us to leave. Anyways yeah. I will say that our little fondue friends miss festivist thing started at we said to come between four and five yeah and just so everybody knows that was jessica's time frame (laughs) that was not my time it was not me suggesting that we start early so that we can end early (laughs) that's not i wanted to start early because if they all get here at a particular time then we have to set up the fondue and do all the things I, I didn't know how long everything would take. So I was like, well, let's start early so we have the time. And then also so we're not eating at 9 o'clock. But everything ended up being really quick. Yeah, eating at 9 o'clock is bad all the time. All I don't the, like Like, that. I don't like eating really late. No. And I was just like, it's Saturday. What else are we doing? I'm like, just come over whenever. <laughs> come over at 4. Well, let's hang out all night. <laughs> regardless, it was really fun. We had... We had good food. We had lots of laughs. Mm-hmm. We played a fun game. We had some really tasty, excuse me, some really tasty beverages too. Laura brought this. Yeah. You had these two juices with berries on top. Oh yeah, they were just like sparkling soda, whatever. Well, we and mix then... we mix that with Laura's bottle of rosé. Yeah. And let me tell you something. That was nice. That was nice. Yeah, that was nice. And then I had some frozen fruit left over from. A charcuterie spread that I was like, don't want to waste this. Yeah. So then that just got topped on to the drinks. Very festive. Overall, a wildly successful yeah. Friends Miss Christmas party yeah. with all of us. They left and you're like, I had so much fun. Yeah. That was cute. But I wouldn't tell them that. <laughs> oh, no. Now you know. Okay, so we're going to do... A little thing called Spotify Wrapped here. Or in the spirit of Spotify Wrapped. We're not going to talk about our playlists or our most preferred artists for the past year. But we are going to talk about highlights. Our year in... It's kind of a year in review thing. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about work things and we'll talk about couple-y things. Mm -hmm. So why don't you share some work successes that you've had? Uh, Well... Actually, these are ones that you brought to me, which were very, I would agree with. Well, I'm always watching. Uh, yeah, you are always I watching. Feel like your, you are my... I feel like your successes are also my successes by association when <laughs> yes. it comes to Fig and Maple. Because when Fig and Maple's doing well... You're doing I'm well. Doing well. <laughs> <laughs> and when Fig and Maple is not, you, yeah. you are on there to fix everything. Um, okay, so first one I would say which you also said is my website was finished, which was a big thing that was on my mind for a long time. Uh, Being able to get that up and just as a landing page for a lot of people has been really uh, calming, I guess. So I don't have to explain myself to everyone. They can just go to my website and have a fancy little QR code for it. Um, The second one is that I am building really great relationships with big companies who are continuing to use me for their big events. So that's just like more exposure. So between Midland out in Langley and Lulu Island Winery, I'm doing a lot of charcuterie and catering events for them and their clients and designers and all that, which is also really amazing. 
because from that, who knows what I could get. And then also my clients in Langley who are just referring me left, right, and center to everyone in Langley is great. <laughs> it's Langley, it's far, but it's also really nice that people trust me and welcome me into their homes with, with food <laughs> to feed everyone. So yeah, we're just growing, growing. And like every year has been consistent growth, which is really well, I think that's successful for a, a business in the first five years. I think that's something that should be celebrated because yeah. this is something that I've been saying from the very start mm-hmm. is your first five years are going to start really slow. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you first started, you thought it was just going to be like, boom, I'm a business owner. I'm making tons of money. Mm-hmm. Like it was just that easy. But I don't know if I thought that, but, but it was I thought a, it would be quicker. It was a slow, but it... <clears throat> But it wasn't slow. Like you're, you're really, truly, I would say that you're in terms of growth and mm-hmm. continued growth. I think you're ahead of a typical five-year plan. Like I think your growth yeah. is is going quite quickly. Yeah, actually. quick, more quick than I can maybe keep up with. Which is a massive compliment it's... for you. <laughs> well, thank you. But yeah, it's. It is all, it's nice. It's, it's good to know that I'm starting, I started a business and it is going somewhere and I'm not just still in the negative. I also have to be very conscious of the fact that my overhead is like nothing. I don't have employees. I don't have a space that I'm paying a bajillion dollars a month to rent. Um, it's all pretty safe that way. That's what makes you dangerous to the (laughs) other companies that do have overhead. I guess so. Yeah. But that also means if if times are kind of tight, it's not like I have a bunch of employees to pay, so I need to pick up more work or like, you know, let's just say this past week when I threw my back and like I couldn't stand for more than five minutes, so I can't work, I can't do anything, then I'm not worried about having staff come in Mm -hmm. or working more to be able to pay them and then be in a negative. I was like, okay, well, I have nothing. I'm just going to take care of myself right now and then go from there. So... That's great. Yeah. And next year, I think, is going to be a big year. But also, maybe I won't work as much. Because I have some ideas of what I'd like to do for business next year. We'll see how that all goes. But I'm still laying the foundations now, I think. Next year is for another episode. Next year is for another episode. Yeah. I'm not going to get into it now. Yeah. Um, what about you? Well, work-wise... Um, one great success was we finally, as a company, celebrated the completion of our <laughs> Whistler project, Right. which I've actually been, personally, I've been finished for two years now. Yeah. Two years since I was in Whistler, but just like officially in the springtime is when my boss got the final payment and... All of this. It's and all paid up? The house is paid up? Yeah. Whoa. Well, our our end of it. Yeah, all of our bills are paid. Nice. So, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a company-wide celebration. Our boss rented out a bar, and we had kind of um, a like an hors d'oeuvre-y, buffet-y type of appreciation night. Um, 
which was really fantastic because I was really mm-hmm. proud of the work that we did as a crew. And I was also particularly proud of during Blair's speech, mm-hmm. um, he called out a number of people for their hard work and he saved me for last. <laughs> and he, he said that they had tallied up all of the hours worked by all the employees mm-hmm. and over four and a half years, I worked 14,000 hours to get this house built, which is... That's huge. It's an insane amount of work, mm-hmm. really. And it was... It felt like an insane amount of work mm-hmm. the entire time. It's not like one of those things where you look back and you're surprised at how much... Yeah. Like, I I knew and felt yeah. all of those hours. Yeah. But I also intentionally worked all of those hours like that was my goal in Whistler was to work just work (laughs) Work and and maximize (laughs) that opportunity because those don't come around very often yeah but 14,000 hours over four and a half years to put that into perspective a typical 40 hour work week over four and a half years would get you 9,000 hours so it was that plus, like, it was just a lot. It that was a plus, lot. Yeah. It was a lot of work. I didn't even, when I met you and we started dating, you were what, three? Were you already three years into Whistler and I knew you for the last two? Or was it two yeah, and two? Yeah, three. Yep. And three even years. just me going up to Whistler on the weekend and you'd work every Saturday on top of your full week and you'd work Saturday you'd only pretty much take Sunday off when I heard him say I knew you worked a ton of hours and then when I heard him say 14,000 hours I was like oh my (laughs) god I felt that and I could only imagine what you felt when you actually heard the number of hours but that house, I don't think that house would be where it was without you because you were going when nobody else was going. You were yeah, opening the, up the house when guys wanted to work. Like You were the one to do all of that. Yeah, it was so. just nice to be, kind of nice to be recognized for that. And the, the next highest number was, I think, 12,000. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, Larry, the site super. Mm-hmm. 12,000 hours over the same amount of time. So... Mm-hmm. For four and a half years, mm-hmm. over that accumulated amount of time, I worked a full year's work of worth of hours more than. <laughs> I wonder if that was every Saturday. That's just all the Saturdays. <laughs> I thought you would go. I mean, you didn't go in. But and you, you and you worked there late nights too. You would work there longer than late nights and Sundays. I'd be opening up for sub trades. Yeah. And it yeah. Was, but I would do it all again. It was fun. It was. Yeah, it was really fun. Really fun. That was a fun time. Yeah. For you and for me <laughs> to see you do that. Um, aside from that, this year I also spent some more time on the road, speaking of Whistler. Mm-hmm. But I got some cool opportunities to go back to Whistler to do some maintenance things. Um, that was kind of fun. I got to stay in Blair's house for the week. It was in the summer. It was kind of yeah. kind of relaxed. And I got to, you know, there was evenings where I was 
just sitting in the garage with a beer, whittling wood for Lauren Xavier's um, wedding gift. And it was just, it was, uh, it would have been nice if you were there, Mm -hmm. but you were doing your thing in the city. And then I And you were living, somebody was in the house with you too. I had an apprentice with me. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to work on that Gouge Island project, which was kind of a unique Mm -hmm. situation, working on a renovation on a private island owned by one family. Mm-hmm. Taking a boat to and from the island every day, um, Which... sorting out Airbnbs and hotels and <laughs> yeah. last minute bookings and last minute sailings and it was kind of a kind of a fun kind of a fun year mm-hmm. in terms of work. Yeah, a lot of variety this year. A lot of variety, but it's not just about work though, because we also have couples highlights mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, I think my couple's highlight for you and me is our Jessica's birthday bonanza road trip (laughs) to Victoria through the logging roads on Vancouver Island. Yeah, that was a quick and dirty one, but we packed a lot in to that weekend, which was really, really nice. Yeah, that was really crummy weather. Crummy weather, but that is the West Coast. I, I, I wouldn't have wanted to do that in the summertime. No, it, it was did not a, make for a great like that wouldn't have made for the best experience, I think. It was a classic Pacific Northwest yeah. spring weekend. Yeah. And we made the best of it. We had a yeah. we were cooking outdoors with a tarp. That was fun. Burning pasta. Burning pasta on the I said pasta. Pasta. Well. <laughs> In the pot because we didn't have oil, so I used water and then kind of forgot that part. And then we went to the beach. We saw Raimi. We had brunch with Raimi. Yeah. That was really nice. And yeah. we got T-boned. Oh my God. Yeah. That yeah. was not fun. That was, well, that was a little scary, but yeah, that was a great weekend. What would uh, one of your highlights be? Couples highlights. Oh, I talked about that photo that we have up when we went to Tainamara, but that was... That was last year, although it felt that was the, like it was... That was the end of last year, so we could call it okay. this year. I really liked that weekend. That, that was, was fun. Ni- that was nice, too. Another one, just like quick, go to Tainamara, enjoy ourselves, and come back, get some cool photos, and come back. So the photo that Jessica's talking about is us sitting on a log on the beach, and I brought my drone mm-hmm. that weekend, and I set my drone up about 300 feet and it was hovering above us and I just took a a still photo a direct bird's eye view of us sitting on the log Mm -hmm. and you can see it's kind of cool because there's on the bottom there's green kind of vegetation and then there's us on a log and then the middle is all these sandy beaches but there's lots of like contrast with different sections of beach and different sand logs logs scattered rock rocks scattered Mm -hmm. and then the top third is the the ocean ocean (laughs) and different waves crashing and you can see like you can see the ocean floor yeah and the The gradient is really cool because it goes from like deep dark blue then lighter and then it gets into the light sand and then you see us on the log and then the green 
behind us. So it's yeah, just it's pretty cool. A really, and that day too was another classic Pacific Northwest day. Yeah. When we did that, I think we actually had a really nice sunset that night. We did. Yeah, yeah we definitely which was, did. And you got a drone shot of that as well. Yeah. You put it up there, so I really like that. I also really enjoy our Sundays together. Yeah. Our Sundays are some things that I look forward to like the most every week. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice, easy wake up. We have a really yummy breakfast, a little mocha. We usually do something outdoors. Haven't done that in the last little bit just because schedules are kind of crazy. But yeah, it's just always a really nice day. Sundays are always reserved for kind of rest and relaxation and some outdoorsy type. Yeah. Recentering, I guess, maybe is a good, yeah, good way to put it. We don't grounding. <laughs> we try not to pollute Sundays worth too much work. <clears throat> no, if we can help it. Anyways. Yeah, true, true. So aside from those highlights, we almost bought a third car to oh, yeah. rent out mm-hmm. as a source of income, but that one yeah. didn't feel right. right. No, that uh, was on Turo, and that just wasn't. Yeah, that wasn't something. Yeah. Then we also, we also almost bought a condo in Mm -hmm. Chilliwack. I wouldn't say that we were close to buying it, but we were, Mm. we were sitting in the office with the realtor. That is what, that condo though, got the ball rolling to get everything else started. So So that, that didn't materialize, which I'm okay with. Um, But that turned into mortgage conversations with a mortgage broker and she got us a ridiculously high mortgage approval which i hope we never spend (laughs) Um, (laughs) just because we can get that doesn't mean we need to spend that no no, absolutely not (laughs) but But it's kind of nice to know that we could have that if we wanted (laughs) it's nice to know that we could and it's nice to be able to break down what it would cost to have that size yeah. of a mortgage yeah so you would know the like, actual cost yeah. of the mortgage so it's nice to know like what targets would we have to hit which we could we could hit those targets to mm-hmm. be able to afford that mortgage but yeah. um fondue night might not have cheese it might only have <laughs> vegetable oil you know? <laughs> well we won't be providing the cheese true well we're gonna ask our friends to bring the cheese Anyway, so I guess really the highlight is we're we're sort of aligning ourselves to take kind of a take a bite into yeah. something. Yeah. So maybe that's what's coming in twenty twenty four. But again, yeah. that would be on another episode. Another episode, yeah. I think we've just been feeling the push to do that because it's been a little stagnant. Like we have the money to do something with it. Why not make a smart investment? See, I think stagnant is the wrong word because I don't think there's anything stagnant about our life because you are killing it and I am killing it. Yes. It's not that it's stagnant. It's it's just that time is going by so fast. Stagnant to me feels like, you know, you're just kind of comfortable and not doing anything. Mm -hmm. We're not not doing anything. We're just... We're going a million miles an hour. Yeah. And if we're not careful, we're like, I, there's one day next year I'm going to wake up and be 40 years old. 
Mm-hmm. And if we're not careful... April 6th. April 6th, 1984. <laughs> thank you. Um, if we're not careful, we're going to wake up one day and be 45 mm-hmm. and wake up one day and be 50. And like it's because we're so busy and because we're always doing something... Mm-hmm. the time is just going by so quickly. So stagnant, not the right word in my opinion. I don't think, no, okay, wrong way I use that. I think stagnant with perhaps our finances and which we could do something more with them to make it work for us or we could get a better return on something. For sure. Like yeah. we have it, but we're not doing anything with it is what I mean. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Thank, I don't think you and I are stagnant. Thank goodness, <laughs> though, we are both of the mindset where just because we have it doesn't mean we have to spend it. Right. So there's a chunk yeah. there. There is a chunk. There's a chunk. A chunk. Mm-hmm. And that chunk isn't doing nothing. Yeah. It's just not doing as much as it as could. As much as it could. Right. Yes. But it's still there and it hasn't. No. We're not dipping into it. Mm-mm. We're leaving it alone. Mm-hmm. And I think. In that sense, you and I are very well aligned. and We're pretty lucky that we each met someone who is pretty good. With oh, yeah. There's, there's DGENs all over the place. We don't have crazy debts. And I'm like, oh, yeah, by the way. Yeah. Help me with this $60,000 of debt. Which, no offense, it's not a bash on anyone who has it. You know what? Some people get into, like... Student, like a student, neither of us have student loans, which is, mm-hmm. which is the big, one of the biggest things. Yeah. And it, I mean, I don't want to get into a conversation about student loans necessarily, but it's not, it's not someone's fault no. that they have $60,000 of student loans because no. you can't go to university now without a huge student loan mm-hmm. and you can't. When you get out of university, you can't get out of that hole. Like it's just you're, you're not, not paying that back in the first no year. No one is. No one is making that money. The system. The system is not set uh, up for people to be living debt free. Yeah. You have to right. be. I don't know. You have to make. Like I lived with my. I moved back into my parents' place mm-hmm. when I got out of university. Yeah. Like in my late, late, late twenties, living with my parents. Who, yeah. God bless them for letting me live there, but that's. One of the reasons I was able to not have student loans forever was because they let me move back home and build them a deck and finish their basement and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, you worked for it, but it's not like without without that opportunity, though, I'm saying it's that's how I was able to chip away at the student loans. Right. Anyways, I don't. I don't want to get into the student loan conversation. We're just fortunate that we don't have that lingering. It's true. It's true. So instead of instead of looking forward to 2024 in this episode, <laughs> we've done our Spotify wrapped mm-hmm. session. Our we, year in review. All I want to do now is just talk about what are we looking forward to the most for this Christmas because as much as we have to do this week, we are both going to be home mm-hmm. hugging our mamas mm-hmm. this week. And daddies. And daddies. <laughs> Yeah, this week. When you put it like that, it's coming so quick. (laughs) So So, what are you looking forward to? Well, so we haven't been home since 2019 for the holidays. And my, the Malloy family Christmas has not been full since then. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not the only one who has missed 
Christmases mm-hmm. before. We've had years where people have been sick. We've had years where people have been out of the country. Mm-hmm. I've been out of province. But this year, we are all going to be home. Mm-hmm. All 20 of us sitting around the table. I That's think it's big. 20. Mm-hmm. I think my mom said it was 20. We're all bringing a dish. We're all sort of sleeping under one roof for a night or two. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a full house. We have a full house. Yeah. Uh, and that will be loud and chaotic. And it won't be dirty because dad will make sure everything's clean all the time. <laughs> Even in the midst of us making a mess, he will be cleaning as we mess things up. Yeah. Which is always nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but it will just be glorious and wonderful, loud, impossible to get away for shut eye. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just going to be wholesome and full. It's going to be a full family Christmas, which I'm looking forward to. It's nice. I'll get to see some friends that I haven't seen in years. Like, I'm talking pre-COVID. Who's out? Well, Ian Budge. I haven't seen him. Oh. I haven't seen Justin and Evan. Right. Uh, so I'll hopefully grab some lunch with those boys, going to a hockey game with Ian and all the crew from back home that we were in Jamaica with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I just... There's a lot of people. It's I'll You've tell got you one a thing. Big it's group. not going to be restful. No. I know this. It never the is. holidays never are. Uh, what about you? What are you looking forward to? Well, Dad is turning seventy this year, so Huge. that's a big one, which you will be there for. I am also looking forward to that. Yeah, so we'll be doing a little party for him. I'm going to be. Slinging the salami as you do, and cutting some cheese and making a whole, whole arrangement for that. And it'll be nice to see all the family friends as well, because growing up, though, like those were the people that we were surrounded by the most. Mm-hmm. My sister and I, so it'll be really lovely to see them because they are all such wonderful people, and I really love them. So we'll do that. Um, I'll get a chance to go up to Keswick and see you for a little bit and then bring you back with me. And yeah, I'm just just ready for that. It's definitely going to be a change of scenery than what it has been the last little bit. I feel like I've just been so inundated with uh, work things. It'll be nice to step away from that and really enjoy. Because this year I also did not set myself up to do any last minute things for clients. It's just... Okay, I'm cooking your food, dropping it off, and that's it. I'm mm. done. I'm out of office. So out of kitchen. <laughs> will there be um, olives stuffed with garlic at your dad's birthday? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Will there be extra? <laughs> I'm like, sure. Enough there for will me be. to snack on while you're slinging salami. <laughs> I'm sure there will okay. be. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I will let you have some. It, it's most it'll important. Be nice. It would just be nice to have some set aside mm-hmm. in case the guests I'll give you eat a, a bunch. Because yeah, yeah. people are going to eat more than they're allotted. No, let's not forget allotment. that you're going to be eating off the table too. So you can grab for those. I'm going to be guarding those. the table. <laughs> okay, this you are the first, security guard. I've never been invited to one of your grazing tables. You have not. You have so not. I get to graze on your table. Oh my God, you've never experienced a table. I've only seen them online. <gasps> I've experienced. I've experienced wow. the stress leading up to those tables. Yes, you Which have. I will no doubt experience again. Maybe, Winter yeah. style. Yeah, yeah. 
But this time I will have my mom to help me. So she will be a bit clean or like wash the fruit, get all that organized. So that's another set of hands that will be able to do that for me. It's true. Won't yeah. have to be me. And I can test the olives. You, you're the official olive tester. Yes. <laughs> Someone has to do it. Yeah. So 16 episodes done in the books. Let's done and dusted. Sign off. Next time you hear our voice, we'll be in person, which would be nice. Ooh. Um, and aside from that... Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Can't mm. wait to see you. <laughs> Love you all. Love you lots. Bye.